Good morning, and this is KLE, uh, the Kingdom Leadership Equipping podcast where people are being equipped to have a kingdom mindset for effective leadership in their life and in their leadership. Hey, I've been thinking about something that I saw the other day on Facebook. I think it was a post that I saw on Facebook, and it basically what it said was, you know, the Bible never mentions um, leadership, and therefore, leadership, why is there so many leadership conferences, and why, you know, it, it, why is there such a focus on leadership, something to that, and I really gave it some thought, I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know, why, well, first off, you know, where are they coming from, What what is their thinking, you know, why are they, what is their perspective on it, why would they think like that, and you know, are they right or wrong? And then I, as I began to think about it, I thought about all the t- all the stuff that I've learned and read over the years, and I began to notice something is that, you know, leadership, you see, the, the problem is, is that we view leadership as a position, as a title. In our Greek thinking, in our secular thinking, that's what we think. We think that leadership is only for like a politician when they're in office or or you know when somebody steps into into a senior role in the church or you know you know or or a a role in taking up a position in over or something under somebody else you know so our thinking is wrong in that area the fact of the matter is leadership is not that King Solomon very clearly spoke about leaders, political and spiritual leaders and social leaders, in other words, community leaders. He was very clear on instructions to leaders and what to look for in their characteristics. And you can see some of that when he even refers to how fathers and mothers are to their children. There was a a principle of leadership that was being conveyed or communicated there as well. The fact of the matter is Jesus addressed the leaders of the day, the Pharisees, the scribes, the lawyers, because that's exactly what they thought leadership was and is a position. So they wanted to sit at, you know, be honored in the, in the, um, marketplace by having people respect their position, call them by their title. They wanted to have the best seats um, in the meetings and at dinners, etc. They they wanted to dress uh, so that they could, in fact, be acknowledged and they could be noticed as, as being so-called leaders. They would lay down the law so that they would they would set a certain a certain kind of uh, what would what would we call it they w- they would set a certain culture in a sense not not even culture it it was just a bunch of laws you had to conform to a bunch of laws uh, to actually you know, be accepted within the circle. Otherwise, they kicked you out. And you remember with the, the, the blind man that got that got healed, Jesus healed the blind man. I mean, his parents were concerned that they were going to say and do the wrong thing because they would get kicked out. Well, they got kicked out anyway, including their healed son. 
in in the Greek, I mean, in the Hebrew culture, <clears throat> leadership was an assumed fact. Jesus was teaching his disciples how to lead. But you see, our concept of leadership is over others, and they have to submit to us. When we change that kind of thinking to leadership being following the purpose of God, developing the gift of God in your life, what you are called to do, your mission, your leadership within the context of your relationships, then it changes the the. the, the it changes the concept a little bit in that you you are not focused anymore on how you can get over others. The fact is you begin to think about how you develop in what God has called you to do and mandated you to do and, and given you a mission to do. You might say, well, I'm not called. Everybody's called. You know, everybody that comes to Christ is called. The Bible tells us that. And you you all have an anointing. We, we all have an anointing. There's no some special anointing. Um, Ephesians chapter 4 says that God has given gifts called the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher for the equipping of the saints. That Those are gifts. That's not a special anointing. That's a gift that God has given to equip the saints so that the saints can then do the work of ministering to one another, of representing the kingdom of God. That's what they're there for. So there's no special people in the kingdom of God. We've really got to get out of that mentality. Some people just learn to walk closer to God than others in the sense of, and not closer in the sense that everybody has the right to approach God. Everybody has the right to, to walk with the Lord and fellowship with Father and speak to him, be a son, represent him. Everybody has that privilege. It's just um, some press in deeper to that, learn to hear the Father's voice clearer, learn to cooperate with the Spirit of God more than others. But we all have access to that. And what we do is we make those people special celebrities. They are specially anointed. Nowhere in the New Testament does it say that. In fact, 1 John chapter 2, it says that we all have an anointing from the Father teaching us. We all have the anointing of the Spirit teaching us. <clears throat> so we need to understand is that um, when we're talking about leadership, the, the fact of the matter is it's about the, the developing of you, the transformation of yourself, the development of what God's called you to into your assignment, into your mission within the context of your relationships so that you begin to live significantly as God's um Son, as God's daughter, as a citizen of the kingdom of God, as an ambassador of the kingdom of God within the context of your culture and the society around us. And so you begin to reflect who he is. That's what leadership is. Now, the more that grows, you know, you'll be surprised. You'll be absolutely surprised. But if you don't start there, you'll never know what is possible. But you'll be surprised as suddenly as you're faithful. You know, Joseph was faithful with his gifting. And wherever he, he didn't see that it was the purpose of God for him to be sent to Egypt. Didn't see that. However, he did see his gift was to dream dreams and interpret dreams. And so he had dreamt a dream about about the stars and and uh, and the wheat sheaves, uh, and he dreamt that dream about people bowing to him, and he then 
told it to his family and gave them the interpretation. Everybody's going to bow to me one day. And everybody got mad at him, including his dad, who was training him. And, uh, you know, his brothers got jealous of him. And who does he think he is? But Psalms tells us that, that it was God that was binding him in change to, 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 to send him to fulfill the assignment and purpose of God in Egypt. He didn't see that, but he was, nonetheless, he was faithful. I, I was talking to my son last night, and I thought, I said to him, I said, isn't it interesting is that Joseph comes into, into uh, Potiphar's house. At what point did they recognize that he was gifted and that he, was, um, he had a capacity from God to hand him over? hand everything over to him. I mean, Potiphar handed everything in his house. You're talking, you know, not, not like a little home. He, his house was massive and he had, you know, servants and, and uh, goods and things going on. And Joseph was over everything as the slave, but he was in charge of everything in the house. And so, you know, at what point did that happen? What about when he goes to prison? At what point does, does he get acknowledged to the point that he is over everything in the prison. The, the, the prison warden didn't, you know, didn't care about anything because he knew everything was in the hand of Joseph. And Joseph carried out his duties faithfully. He carried out his gifting faithfully. He had developed and grown to that point that everywhere he went, he was promoted into the, into the best place. So what, at what point did that happen? We don't know what they saw in him. But the, I believe is that we just need to be faithful with what we have. And God promotes us into a leadership capacity. And so when you're faithful, doing the principles of leadership. And that's what Jesus taught his disciples. He taught them principles. He didn't say to them, listen, this is what... Um, you have to do to become a leader so that you can stand in this position of power and authority. He said, don't be like that. He said, that's what they do, but you're not to be that way. You're not to exalt yourself. Basically, is that you lead you, you walk in your purpose, you walk in your mandate, and everything um, becomes comes into focus and people will be influenced by you and begin to follow you. So the principles that are what we've got to look at. We've got to change our mindset in this area because leadership cannot be defined as, as this is what it looks like. Leadership is a capacity you step into as you begin to develop in you, in your mission, in your purpose, in your gifting. And now you, be, you begin to minister that to others. You begin to serve in that capacity around you. And then suddenly it begins to grow and develop more and more. And people want to be part of that. People will follow that. And But you keep the mentality. You know, they started to follow Jesus. Jesus' whole concept in them following him was, I need to empower them to do these things. Not, not for my sake, but for their sake. So Jesus was constantly, even though they were followers, he saw them as leaders. And every follower has a leader. And if you are a follower today, you've got to begin to see yourself as a developing leader, a leader that's going to come into your place. And that doesn't mean you're going to be running an organization. It may be in a house. It may be in a prison. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying you're going to prison, but wherever it is, is what is your gifting? What is your 
mandate. It was interesting is that, you know, when Moses left Egypt, he wasn't called a prophet. He wasn't, you know, prophet Moses. He wasn't, he wasn't uh, Pharaoh Moses. He, he was just Moses. And God took him out of the whole political system of Egypt, put him in the desert, taught him what the wilderness is about, what shepherding is all about. And then God says to him, I want you to go back and bring my people out. He had no title, he had no position, but God had taught him. He had learned leadership, in political leadership in Egypt. He had learned shepherd leadership in the wilderness. And now he implements that and leads the people out of Egypt. Something happened that within himself, a capacity developed to influence, to bring people out. And that's what I want to say to you today is that is, are these, are these conferences, leadership conferences necessary? I believe so. It just depends on what they focused on. It depends on what they're teaching. You know, it's just not, it's not just about what is my leadership style and, and what are the five things to be successful? And, you know, we've got to find the principles and begin to live the principles. You could live one principle, and I promise you, you could change your life and change the world around you. If you if you got just one principle and began to le- live that one truth that Jesus taught, and, and that's what we need to stay with. We need to learn these things. So leadership is about people. It's about empowering people. It's about deploying people. It's about serving people. It's about bringing transformation through your life, your gifting, your your capacity that God's developed in you. And that's why, you know, if you are being passive, if you're, being, if you're procrastinating, if you're not doing what you need to do to step into that, then yes, that's going to be a a hindrance to other people's lives of being coming empowered. But if you're a dictator, if you want to be a boss, you know, you're also disempowering people. You're also going to be holding them back. And I think there's too much of that. I think we need, and that's why kingdom leadership is about having a mindset that begins to bring change and transformation first within you, but then to others and begin to see what it is, is that Jesus wants to actually do in the earth through his church, through you? How does he want to impact the culture and the society around you using you and your leadership? That's the important factor in this thing. So we need a mind change. We need a mind shift in this whole thing. We need a mindset. You know, they talk about having a millionaire's mindset. Well, you know, you can't you can't be wealthy if you haven't got the right mindset. That's what, what they, you know, teach us in in from secular motivation, etc. But you know, in the same, and that's absolutely true. If you're thinking poverty, if you're thinking, give me, give me, give me, my name is, you know, give me, um, then you, you'll never increase. You'll never have your own. Your own. You'll, you'll always be depending on somebody else to give you, get, get to you, etc. And the same way is that if you don't have a kingdom mindset in leadership. It you you actually gravitate towards dictatorship. You're always gravitating towards I want to control. You either do nothing, which is majority. Majority of the people say, "Well, you tell me." Like the people of Israel tell, go, told Moses, "You go and listen, and you come and tell us what we must do," because we don't want to approach God. They all had the the right, and they all. God had invited all of them to the mountain, but they didn't want to go. They were afraid. They 
And so they sent Moses. And so we still love to send Moses to hear from God for us. But that is not the kingdom way. God, you are a citizen. You're a son of the kingdom. God wants you to come to him, hear from him, and begin to walk in your mandate that God's called you to, however big, however small, in, in the sense of what is visibly evident. But it's not big or small in the kingdom. You understand? <laughs> it's not big or small in the kingdom. So that's what I want to share with you today. Leadership is not about positions and titles. It's not about uh, how you can reinforce your position. I think that is important to understand. Leadership is about how you influence for transformation. So thanks for listening. This is Sean. Until next time.